Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. I'm Sally Gentry. And we are glad that you tuned in. We hope that you choose to take what you hear and spread it in the community. Please do help us make life happen. Hey, coming up on this episode, some great guests coming up. How one mom is on a mission to not only honor her daughter, her hero, but also to save more lives. Pretty powerful. And then we'll talk to another mom of a toddler who's hitting milestones mom never thought he'd reach. And then we're going to continue our conversation about personality. And in this part, Uh we're going to have four examples to use, Joey and Lori. Uh Yes. Hands on that. Learn a lot. There you go. I'm excited and I'm scared. (laughs) All at the same time, right? (laughs) All right, there's lots to get to here on The Gifted Life. But listen, we're easy to find. So if you hear something that you like and you say, oh, my friend needs to hear that. I did that to your friend, Joey. Oh, Jared, yeah. I called him up and said, oh, yeah. you got to listen, listen to this one, this one. He told uh, me. And it's easy to do. All you have to do is find us find on us. your favorite you can, app, right? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, or whatever your favorite podcast app may be. Yeah, maybe your social media friendly Facebook or Donate Life Louisiana, Twitter and Instagram or at Donate Life LA. And we even have a telephone. It's a landline or a cell phone, like whatever you whatever you want. But wait, you out there, too, can call 504-648-3477. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure she's going to analyze what I <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what was coming, but I was spreading the word. See, it only takes one person to make a difference. You can do this, too. Uh, We have lots to get to, including honoring a hero, as we do on every Gifted Life podcast. Sounds like we have lots to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's get to it. We are excited to introduce you to a warrior mom, as we'll call her, Miss Tara Storch. She is the mom of a beautiful hero named Taylor. Hey, Miss Tara, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast. We know that Taylor's story has been heard loud and clear across the country because of you and because of your work, but we want to learn more about your beautiful baby. Can you tell us about Taylor? Well, I don't think you have enough time in your podcast for me to <laughs> yeah, I know. brag about my daughter. I have, you know, three children and proud of them all, and they're all just a joy of my heart, but you know, for this, I'll share about Taylor. You know, she's our oldest child and was 13 at the time when we lost her. She was really, how do I talk about Taylor? I mean, I I hope you can hear that I've got a huge smile on my face because when I think of her, she brings me so much joy. She had the most beautiful blue eyes, these crystal blue eyes, and these black eyelashes. So she, she always got comments about how beautiful her eyes were and she was an athlete. She played volleyball. And, you know, she was that kid in middle school that could sit at any lunch table, if you know what I mean, you know, that mm-hmm. was really just a friend to all and extremely caring, very caring to others. And, you know, that's one of the main reasons why we said yes to organ donation. You know, our story, Taylor's Gift Foundation, really started with a tragedy. We were on a spring break vacation in Beaver Creek, Colorado, having a great time in 2010. And it was our 
very, very first day on the slopes with our family. And Taylor and my son and my husband decided to have one more run before the slopes closed. And my other daughter and I were tired and went down for hot chocolate and decided to wait for them. Well, it took a long time for them to come off the mountain. And when they did, I only saw my husband and my son. And they told me that Taylor had been in an accident. And she just had an accident on the slopes where she went off into the trees and hit a tree. And it was from that accident that it went from the best family vacation to the worst in a light switch moment. And, you know, we were asked a question we never thought we'd hear or any parent ever wants to hear, and that your daughter's a beautiful candidate for organ donation, and would you consider it? And we had never talked about organ donation before in our family, not even once. I mean, why would we, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. something we just never considered until we were faced with it. And at that moment, of the hardest decisions we were making, that was the easiest one to say yes to. We knew that if Taylor would have been asked that question herself, she would have said yes because of the type of child she was. And she went on to save and improve the lives of five people with that gift. So I understand you have been able to meet some of her recipients, or have you met all of them now? We have met four out of the five recipients, which is a huge blessing. And we do not take that lightly. We know that there's so many donor families like ours who don't get that opportunity to meet the person that you know, has the organ of their loved one. And we have met her heart recipient. We've met her kidney and pancreas recipient. We've met her other kidney recipient. And we've been in touch with her cornea recipient, sweet young girl who couldn't see and now has sight. Oh, my. And it just it's amazing the ripple effect of good that that mm-hmm. decision in the hospital has created. Oh, absolutely. You talked about, you know, you, you mentioned amazing, and we've said it before on a podcast or on a previous episode that for us, that is the most amazing time is when the family meets the recipients and that, mm. that moment is so passionate and it's something that you just never forget. It's a precious moment and it's full of all sorts of emotions too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've had so many people ask us, oh, I'm so glad you've met her recipients. I'm sure that's giving you so much peace, right? So, but honestly, it, from our side, I don't think we'll ever be at peace that we've lost right. Taylor, but what it's done, it's given us so much strength that that decision was the right one for our family. Seeing these people who are now able to be a grandfather and see their grandchildren or being able to just, you know, hike up the mountain because that's what they love to do and being able to see things and be able to just live um, is is truly, the word is amazing. It's a miracle. It's a true miracle. Very powerful. Now, we saw mm-hmm. you on a clip of Ellen, and we'll provide mm-hmm. the link for everybody, but you read a poem that Taylor wrote at just 13, and when we were hearing the words from the poem, we all looked at each other and said, you know, this child was almost older than 13 in, yeah. in her words. So I want to read a little bit of that poem. I'm outgoing and friendly. I wonder how long is forever. I hear support from my family whenever I need it. I see myself helping people in every way I can. Mm -hmm. My goodness. And so you, in her honor, kind of kept that going through what is now Taylor's Foundation? Yeah, it's Taylor's Gift Foundation. Taylor's Gift, okay. And you're right about that poem. I mean, looking back on that, there is so many, like every single one of those lines, has come true. And it's just such a beautiful expression of who she was and is. So we began Taylor's Gift Foundation really with the engine 
to increase organ donation registrations because you know we're in Texas, and so when we came back from Texas, the accident was in Colorado, but you know organ donation was that spider web of hope, as my husband calls it, that one little strand, and you, we all know how strong a spider web is, right? It's that one little strand of hope that just kept us getting up in the morning, knowing that she had made such an incredible impact and difference. Well, we started looking into organ donation on, on the website, and in April of 2010, so just a month after the accident, Texas only had 2% of registered organ donors in this entire state. And we could not figure out why that was. Hmm. And so we knew, okay, we could somehow make a difference with this. So the engine of the foundation started with registering new organ donors, sharing the importance and the gift of life, and why you should register. And, you know, we're happy to say with our efforts and the efforts of many organ donation advocates and Donor Life Texas and others, you know, Texas is now up to almost 48% of registered organ donors. And that is millions of people who have registered in a very short amount of time. So we've seen impact with our efforts. You know, but along the way, we started seeing some very unique needs with that. One is that organ donation isn't easy to talk about. Right. It's just not. And it's hard to sit around the dinner table and talk to your friends and family about, hey, you know, so do you want to be an organ donor? You know, I mean, because people equate that with death. But really, organ donation is about life. That's yes. what it's about. It's about life. And so we decided that we needed to kind of help change that conversation and make it easier to talk about. So we have coined the phrase, outlive yourself. And that phrase, outlive yourself, has really launched us into this national platform. You know, we have the Outlive Yourself Awards that come up every fall that we honor people that are truly making a difference in the lives of others. And it makes people think what they're doing right now to leave their legacy. And we encourage organ donation to be part of that conversation. Wow. I was also reading about the Legacy Gift program. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. So our legacy gift program is something extremely unique. So, you know, not only did we see that conversation needed to change and make it easier to talk about, but we also started seeing this very important need for donor families. So as we all know, there's different sides of organ donation. There's the donor side, like our family. There's the recipient side, those who've received that gift of life, and then those who are waiting. Well, we have found that there are financial resources out there for those who received and those who are waiting there really wasn't anything for the donor family. And we all know on this phone call that organ donation comes out of an accident or a tragedy. It just right. does. And so these families now are faced with medical expenses and funeral costs and other basic expenses that they were not prepared for. Mm -hmm. No, they were not prepared for this. Mm -hmm. So this is where we have been able to come in and help these people with needs that are immediate. It could be anything from electricity bill. It could be utility bill bringing the next of kin in, and even helping with the funeral expenses of their loved one. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to step in and be a lifeline for the donor side. And I'm you know, really proud to say that Taylor's Gift is the only organization in the nation with a set program with OPOs to financially help the donor side. And Tara, that's so amazing of you guys to be able to do this because it's something from the organ recovery agency standpoint. We would love to be able to offer financial assistance and these gifts. Unfortunately, it is somewhat of a conflict of interest. can be seen as though we are paying for you to say yes as a family. And, and we all know it's truly a gift from one to another, and it's not something that's actually paid for. So for you guys to step up and do this for 
other donor families and, and kind of pay it forward as you are. It is just amazing, and, and I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. And, you know, I mean, how we find these special donor families is through the OPOs. I mean, the family advocates, they're the front line, right? They're with these donor families. Yeah. And like you said, the OPOs cannot legally provide any sort of assistance to these right. donor families. But these family advocates are sitting there and they're listening to these donor families talk about their needs and what is going on in their world. And so after organ donation has been complete and everything has been done on that part, then that family coordinator comes back to that family and says, I believe I have a foundation that can help you and sends us an application with information. And, you know, we approve it really within 24 hours because it's an immediate need. So it becomes a very high priority for the foundation. So we're very, very honored that OPOs have allowed us to give this service to the donor families because y'all can't. The OPOs cannot. And so it's been wonderful to see the reaction from the OPOs that they just feel so great to be able to have something to offer after they know these families and organ donation has been done to be able to go back to them and say, we can help. That is amazing. And this is um, centered in in Texas now, but you're wanting to grow, right? Yes, we're in Texas and New York, and we're expanding to other states this year. So our goal is to have this in all 58 OPOs yeah. in the next few years. Well, I- I'm listening to the determination in this mama's voice, and I think you're going to do it. Yep. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's the goal. You know what? You can do really anything when your why is big enough. That's right. Yes. And oh, I like that. This is my why. I that's love awesome. that. Outlive yourself. I like that tagline as well. If you want to see sweet pictures of Miss Taylor and learn more about this, taylorsgift.org. If you're on Twitter, it's at taylorsgift. And if you're on Instagram, it's at taylorsgift.org. And of course, we'll have all that information for you. But Tara, we just enjoyed visiting with you. We enjoyed learning about your baby. We could hear you smiling when you were talking about that hero and the mission that you're on to help other families. Just incredible. Thank you for having me. are joined now by Ms. Brittany Elliser. Hey, Ms. Britt. Hey, how are you? I am good. I call Ms. Brittany a warrior mom. She is the mom of a transplant recipient. He's a toddler now, so he's all over the place, which is good news. But they did not think they would get to this point, which is why I love their journey, their story. And Brittany, what I love about you is that you really shared your story with everybody. You're in the community of Central in the Baton Rouge area and started a Facebook page and just kind of started chronicling your lives, right? Why would you do that? I think the main goal was to spread awareness about this disease, and then it turned into spreading awareness about organ donation because he no longer has this disease. So that was our main goal was to just always spread awareness. And, you know, if people wanted to pray for us, they could, and it it was just an easy way to update everybody. So, Brittany, you talked about this disease Can you tell us a little bit about his disease that he had? Yes. He was born with a rare liver disease called biliary artresia. It's where bile doesn't flow from your liver like it's supposed to. And, you know, we're kind of told in the very beginning, if he does have this disease, that transplant is in our future. It could be, you know, a couple months later. It could be a few years later. They do a surgery to kind of hopefully give your child some time to grow in order to receive a transplant. But, you know, it didn't really work out that way for us. And we ended up needing a transplant sooner rather than later. We always ask folks who start to volunteer with us, what did you think about donation before all of this was kind of 
laid at your feet. So for you, you had a heart on your license prior to getting pregnant yeah. with Briggs's <laughs> older brother, right? And then what happened? Right. So then it was in between those, our boys are only 17 months apart. So I had to go renew my license. And before I went, me and my husband talked and he said, you know, are you going to renew your heart? And I said, I don't know, probably not because I feel like I'm a mom now. I need to, you know, be saved in case I get in a wreck. I don't want them to just, mm-hmm. you know, give my organs away. <laughs> so I took it off whenever the lady asked me at the OMB. I said, no, I don't want it on there. I'm not donating my organs. So mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, that was my thought going into the second pregnancy. And that was how it was until we were kind of, you know, brought into this arena and, you know, quickly changed my mind and quickly signed back up. <laughs> and I can tell you, Brittany, as a former ER nurse, I used to get that all the time. And I would say, mm-hmm. we are not a transplant center. You don't have to worry. We don't look at your license. We're more concerned mm-hmm. to see if you have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and then now, you know, it's just funny how, how life works because she's one of our biggest advocates spreading fact. We hope you make an educated decision. Yeah, because that was made not in education. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we have this group of LSU students called Rouge Communications. They love Mr. Briggs. We just Mm -hmm. recently did some some media because what is your dude who's about to turn two in December, right? Mm -hmm. Tell us some of the things that he's doing now that you never thought would be possible. So now he is crawling around like a maniac. He is almost walking. He thinks that he can walk up the stairs by himself. Uh He is feeding himself. He is, you know, his personality is just coming out of the woodworks and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He is starting to say more and more every day. He recently said mama and for the first time, you know, Uh normally that happens around like nine months old and so we waited a long time to hear it, and it was super exciting to hear. Yeah. So, Brittany, um, let's. Um, we actually have some of that audio of yeah. uh, this sweet boy saying those sweet words. So let's share that with everyone. Okay. Say, mama, 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 mama. Are you saying mama or mama? Mama, 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 mama. Mama, 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 mama. Aw. And we are all smiles here, Brittany, as yeah. I'm sure you are too, huh? <laughs> yes, that's so exciting to hear. I never, It never gets old listening to that. <laughs> oh, and then what's neat, guys, we recently did a TV interview, and Briggs was blowing kisses. Huh, Mom? Like, mm-hmm. we had some LSU oh, yeah. students there who were working on a donation campaign. We had a, a very cute reporter, and he was... Making friends, huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, even when we watched it back, um, when it came on the news, he was trying to kiss the TV because he saw <laughs> Carla, who was the reporter. <laughs> and he tried to kiss her the whole time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Brittany, for you, donation is what, if you had to describe it? It is just the biggest part of our lives. And we feel that because it's so big and such a blessing in our lives that the only thing that we can do is just keep spreading awareness and keep telling people about the good things that come from organ donation. And hopefully they can see that, you know, that's why we share so much of our lives with everybody is that, you know, without these chances and these miracles, we would not be seeing the things that we're seeing today. So that's just how we think about it. (laughs) I love it. And the Rabelais Run for Life is an awareness event for donation in the Baton Rouge area. And you guys are participating 
in that this year. Tell us the name of your crew yeah. and, and tell us what your goal is with that. So our team name is called Team Love Your Liver because when he was going <laughs> down to get his transplant, we just we told everybody and everybody told him, you need to love that liver. So we thought oh. that would be a good team name to have. And we, we just feel like since it is such a big part of our life, like this is just a tiny thing that we can do to give support to y'all and everybody else that's had such a big impact on our life. And we want to get as much team members as we can. We're hoping to get some team shirts made and give back the money from those shirts that are getting made to give a little extra donation. So That is so great. And we always hear from our donor families, and they always love to see recipients. And they always love to see Briggs out there doing so well, mm-hmm. running around in the kids' zone and having a good time. So we appreciate you participating. If folks want to follow your story, what's your page? Or does he have a fan page, this little guy? Yes, he has a page. It's called Blessings for Briggs, and you can just search for it on Facebook, and it'll come up. If you even type in just Elliser or Organ Transplant Louisiana, it also comes up. (laughs) (laughs) He's everywhere. He's a cutie. We love it. And if you look on our (laughs) Facebook page, Donate Life Louisiana, you'll see that recent media story with Briggs walking a little, blowing sweet kisses. Just great. And, and then you and Brian did great as well. We appreciate you warrior parents. Thank you so much. In our family support segment today, Sally continues the conversation about personality. Yeah. yeah. As we did on the last episode, we talked a lot about what personality is. Mm -hmm. I learned that I'm not multiple personalities. (laughs) Thank goodness. She's not finished. (laughs) (laughs) And it was interesting, Sally. Uh, You know, I was listening to to Brittany talk about Briggs and and thinking about how he's so becoming so social, uh-huh. you know, and, and of course, That's then right. I find out he's a Sagittarius like myself. Well, there you <laughs> go. That be, explains it all, doesn't it? She kept hitting on personality. She, she, His personality uh-huh. now, like you can see there it, it develop. Yeah. He's about to turn two, goes with what uh-huh. you've been That's telling right. us. Yeah. That's right. Following through with all this information that we've now been talking about with personality, you know, there's many facets that do make up one's personality and how we perceive the world because not a single one of us perceive it in the same way as the other person. And that depends on where you're from geographically here in the United States or across the world. And it can have to do also with what is the social mores or the social context of where you live, religion, philosophy, which kind of combines for you to have different thoughts about what goes on with the same, again, situation and how you may perceive it. But, you know, what makes up our worldview is threefold. And the first is cognitive. That's how we think about things. The second is our morals. And that's how do we discern between right and wrong. And there's the pragmatic part, the part that says, okay, what do we do with what's right or wrong? Because in the reality of our whole world around us, there's really not a right or wrong, but there are the consequences, Mm -hmm. which then we have to work on that part. Do I want to pay that consequence? Well, in different circumstances, some people say, I don't care. I'll pay the consequence. But I think along with all that, too, is what does that mean for us? So let's do an example. You know, here's She's looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> <me> nervous. <laughs> I mean, here's Lori. She's been waiting in line. Say they're going to one of their favorite restaurants. 
Well, there's a line. So mm-hmm. she and Mike are chit-chatting, and there's maybe a little bit of a distance between her and, and her husband and this other couple in front. Well, here comes Joe and his wife. They go, look, this is a great place. We'll just uh-huh. cut in line here. <laughs> now, it's open. Yeah. There was yeah. no one there. Why not? We're kind of in a hurry because we got somewhere we need to be later. So now, Lori, what do you think about that? See, I don't like confrontation. I wouldn't say anything, but I would... I would mean look at him like, no, you just didn't <laughs> do that. Mugging. I have three babies here that are hungry, and you cut in line. Yeah. But I wouldn't say anything, but I, I would think very highly of Okay, of well, so too. there would be that response, or there might be the response of, oh, well, they must be in a bigger hurry than we are. We're enjoying ourselves just having conversation. Or there might be the confrontation. confrontation. Hey, what are you doing cutting in front of me? Excuse me, did you not see me here? Oh, maybe I would do that. Now, <laughs> as, as now Kirsten and Troy and I are standing back watching this unfold, we see then these different behaviors emerging because it's really how you perceive your world mm-hmm. or how you perceive uh-huh. your world. I mean, we all have a different reaction to it. But of course, Troy, Kirsten, and I'd be going, ha, 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 look at that. <laughs> he cut in front of her. <laughs> So, thanks, friends. (laughs) That was fun. Well, but many times we just don't even stop and think about these things because we're so focused on ourselves. And that's not to say selfishly, at times it may be, but most of the time we are focused on ourselves because that's how we make it through our life. That's how we negotiate our environment. If we don't, then we're constantly running into problems or causing chaos within, you know, the whole system. So, you know, when we don't think about it, we kind of go, well, doesn't everybody think like me? Or doesn't everybody have this same view of what's going on? Well, with all this, no, we do not. None of us do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that what happens is when, you know, we fail to see many times how we impact other people's lives, even though we may not think so, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. And so we all, we're all impacting one another in some form or fashion. And this is where donation comes in because Lopez steps in at a very crucial and critical time, Mm -hmm. as you know, in people's lives. So all this talk about what creates our personality, you know, whether it's cognitive, pragmatic, or all the personality traits that you had talked about Mm -hmm. in our last episode, we as Lopa try to understand that within ourselves, our own personalities, and then, of course, with grieving families. So can you tell us how we can work that in, especially with families at such a difficult and tragic time in their life? Yes. I think what you find with our staff, the Lopez staff, that when you're working with donor families and recipients, both, it does give us greater insight into the differences that each of us do have. And not to say that we're sitting there and analyzing everything that's unfolding, but most of us have that ability, I think, across every system that we can see what's going on and how to empathize. But I think more so with our staff in that what they do is they walk alongside these families. And at that very difficult time, through all the grief, the pain, the misery, the desperation, anger, what other thoughts or feelings might be emerging, they are able to say, you know, we're going to ask you to step aside out of your own reality or your own perception of your world. And even though you know your loved one fairly well, you now need to step into his or her world. What do you think they would really like to have done? Now, many times they've already signed their driver's license Mm -hmm. or or the registry, but then other times they've not. So then, you know, the, the staff has to spend some time 
helping them see that this is something the greater good here is really truly giving a gift, a life-saving gift. And I don't know how many times I have said to families after the fact, what an honor when your loved one could no longer be helped for you and your family to step aside, put those feelings just on hold for a moment and say, I really want to help other people. That's what he or she would have wanted. And it's never one of those idle sort of, yeah, well, I thought that's what they might want. It's met with such heartfelt mm-hmm. conviction. So I think that that shows that the donor families have such a tremendous impact on others' lives. I mean, I don't know how else you can impact mm-hmm. anyone even right. more mm-hmm. so. Giving life. Absolutely. And I think this is part of our world and the jobs that we all do here with LOPA, where kindness is really just a, a paramount importance. Mm-hmm. Because you are truly giving to others. And so regardless of the circumstances of their loved one's death, they're able to transcend those personal thoughts, feelings, and say, yes, we do want to help others. And the really good thing that binds folks together is that gift Mm -hmm. and that giving of life. And I think that's where what we do is just a wonderful thing that helps people walk through this part of their world. Because, you know... In reality, for most of us, when there is a crisis situation, and this is truly a crisis for every family, that's when we do have an opportunity to make it better for us, make it better for our loved one, and for those folks who've been waiting. So it's truly in the giving. And you see it in crises that happen, you know, like the one here with the flooding, with everyone who was out there to give themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as they could to help others with the Hurricane Matthew and things like that. You just see it. Right. That's part of our personalities, I think, innately almost yeah. as humans, or at least with our culture, certainly, certainly, that they want to give and then to ultimately give that last gift of life at the last moment like that. You know, here at Lopen, our extended family, it's many different people from different walks of life, different talents making life happen. Now I can add different personalities. Absolutely. To that. All right. You want to hear something from Sally? You want her to explain a little bit more about what you just heard here today? Info at lopa.org. Okay, guys, as we do in every podcast, we want to honor a hero. Yeah, Lori, in this podcast, we are going to honor Caitlin Glenn. Yes, and we're sharing these stories from Caitlin's family. This was written by Caitlin's mom. My daughter, Caitlin, Katie Bug, Marie Glenn, passed from this life to heaven on October 15, 2015, at the young age of 17, and it was her wish to save others by means of organ donation. She is survived by her mom and dad and two younger sisters. She will always be loved and missed by all she came in contact with. Her love of life and music will live on forever. She has a laugh and smile that's larger than life and bright enough to light your way the darkest times in life. See you again soon, but not too soon. Long live Katie Bug. That was from Caitlin's mom. And this is from Caitlin's sister. We love hearing these stories and sharing them with you. Uh, Katie Bug was a true heaven-sent angel. Her laugh was contagious. It was impossible to not laugh when she did. Katie saved two lives. She was a true sister to me. I miss her every day. There are memories of her all over the house. As I sit up at night, still waiting for her to come home, I sit there and think about what life would be like if she was still here watching me grow up. She is missed by her family, her friends, her band members, and, well, 
pretty much anyone who she touched in her lifetime. It's from Caitlin's family. You can read more of Caitlin's story. You can see her picture on our Heroes page, lopa.org. And now we pause to say thank you to Caitlin for the gift of life. question and answer segment today. Here's one from Miss Sal. Two years ago, I got a tissue transplant for my knee. Without it, I would most likely not be able to walk. I was wondering if you could tell me how I can get info about my donor. I would really like to write that family a letter. For additional information about how to write a letter to your donor's family, please contact us at info at lopa.org. And we'll be glad to provide you with information so you may contact your family. And that way you'll find out a little bit more about your donor. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, it's great that these connections can be made. And there's resources available if you need help writing. That's what Family Services is all about. Info at lopa.org. If you have a question you want to send our way, you can also give us a call, 504 648 Three, four, seven, seven. Another episode of The Gifted Life in the books, guys. That's right. We want to give special thanks to Tara Starch for sharing Taylor with us. And then, of course, starting up Taylor's Gift Foundation and then seeing the need and addressing with Legacy Gift the things that they're doing there for donor families that no one else and really do. That's, That's right. It's quite amazing. A determined mother. Very That's determined. Right. And to see that need, that's really special. Yeah. yeah. Of course, we want to thank Brittany Elliser for updating us on baby Briggs, letting us know how he's hitting his milestones, milestones he would have never hit otherwise. And, mm-hmm. of course, saying my, 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 my. <laughs> cute. For the very uh, first time. That lot, was and cute. And he's giving sweet kisses. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just so he's cute. He's a little flirt. That's definitely a yeah. December baby. That's right. <laughs> As is Joey. We yeah, that's right. Times. <laughs> and Troy, um, too. But All another right. determined mom. And then, you know, they really share their whole families with us. Like, they invite yeah. us into their homes. They tell us their stories. It's just incredible because their goal is to honor heroes to celebrate life, to save more lives. That's just incredible. So if you're out there thinking, what can I do? Anything. One person can make a difference as we hear in all these stories on all these podcasts. So that's going to be you, maybe today. Right, guys? We want you to go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help make life happen. You can do it. Have a good one. (laughs) 